What's up, A to Z Sports Live on this Tuesday. Glad to have everybody along. Sam Phelan in today for Zach Bingham. Uh, we got a lot to talk about because Zach and I came up with a conversation on the fly during yesterday's show about uh, two potential trades that would give the Titans a new, a new franchise quarterback. So we'll discuss which would be better for the Titans. Would it be trading up? from number 11 to number one overall to take Bryce Young, for example, or C.J. Stroud, whoever floats your boat? Or would it make more sense and be better be uh, to trade for Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers? So we're going to uh, discuss both of these scenarios, what would go uh, along with both hypothetical trade scenarios and which we think would be better for the Titans overall. And you can define better however you want to, but we're going to do that. Uh, and then we'll talk about a coaching change that Sam reported on yesterday, the breaking news uh, from A to Z Sports that Luke Steckel leaving the Titans coaching staff after nearly a, a full decade uh, in Nashville with the Titans uh, to go to the Chicago Bears. So we'll discuss everything that goes on and went on with that and ask if it's a big deal, small deal, no deal, and try to draw some lines to see what we think of this overall situation it is Tuesday, which means Tuesday sports trivia. Zach, usually the trivia master, he is out today working on some other projects. Uh, but uh, Sam, I've got five questions for us, and we need to go four and one because we had, we went four and one last week. Time to go four and one again as we try to climb to get our over sixty nine percent over the next three weeks. Uh, so we've got to do a, a good job there. So welcome in. We're gonna have a great show. Uh, thanks for jumping on here again uh, today this morning. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to uh, have this fine Tuesday. These days kind of, yeah. these off-season days kind of all blend together for me. It's hard to keep track sometimes, but it is a Tuesday morning. Uh, and if you're joining us this Tuesday morning, make sure you share the show. Uh, first things first this morning. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and hit the share button. If you're on YouTube, send the link to a friend, tweet the link. However it is that you are consuming this morning's content, make sure you're getting a friend involved because sharing is caring and more Titans fans in the conversation make for a better conversation here on A to Z Sports. So that is the best way to support us. Share it before we kick things off. Yep, let's get it going officially. Welcome into A to Z Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan in this morning for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Uh, and also check out more of our Titans content on Instagram and TikTok as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhunday.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, if you've been injured, in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So, Sam, uh, yesterday was a busy day when it came to uh, the NFL, as the NFL is all gathering in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. A lot of that uh, officially starts today when it comes to meetings and conversation and other business happening, uh, but drills will not happen on uh, the field until later on this week. Buck Rising is live from the NFL Combine for A to Z Sports Primetime uh, tonight at 7 o'clock for uh, tonight, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night shows. So we'll see uh, what Buck gets there, and he'll also talk to Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel on his radio show Wednesday, which is tomorrow. But Sam, we kicked off the week uh, with your Chicago Bears uh, having this number one pick up for grabs. We talked about this a lot yesterday. Uh, from Adam Schefter sources, the Bears already have been approached by multiple teams about that number one overall pick, and that Chicago is leaning towards uh, moving that number one overall pick. And so that led to a big conversation about what the Titans and if the Titans should be interested in making that call. Uh, so to ask you the question to catch everybody up, 
do you think Rand Carthon should at least inquire about that number one overall pick that Chicago has now up for sale? Well, I'll get into more detail about it as we have our conversation later. But if Rand Carthon's not inquiring, he's not doing his job. Like at the end of the day, as a new general manager for a team that could potentially be involved in the quarterback carousel and a team very publicly shopping the number one overall pick, you have to pick up the phone. Like you have to ask the question on what is the asking price? What would it take? And then that's when you can look in the mirror and say, all right, is this smart for what we need to do right now? But Yes, Rand Carthon should pick up the phone and call Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears and see what the current asking price is for that number one spot and what they feel like the market is like for teams, by the way, in their division looking to move up. Yeah, and I think Zach and I both agreed with that uh, yesterday that, uh, yeah, Rand Carthon should absolutely make that call, find out how much it's going to cost and do everything there. Now, Derek Carr is another situation happening at the NFL Combine where I, I think it's kind of strange that an NFL free agent quarterback is at the NFL Combine going on team visits, but that's where we are now. I guess Derek Carr is taking his official visits uh, like he's a, a high school recruit these days uh, with NFL teams in the Combine. So uh, that is interesting there. So we'll see how that all plays out. But the quarterback carousel is something that's going to continue to be a big deal in NFL off seasons moving forward, I think for the foreseeable future, as it's really picked up the last couple of off seasons, and maybe really started with Tom Brady's exit from New England uh, back three off seasons ago, and so now, uh, Sam, we got to this conversation yesterday. Would it be better for the Titans to trade up from eleven to number one to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? or whoever the Tennessee Titans brass thinks is the number one quarterback in this draft, or would it be better to go ahead and trade for veteran Aaron Rodgers that would involve that number 11 pick to get the Green Bay Packers former MVP quarterback to get him for the last half of his career or the last bit of his career to come to Nashville to reset reload instead of a rebuild because you know we we did retool i guess is how we did it uh retool with aaron Rodgers, reset keep Tannehill, or rebuild with that rookie quarterback so uh what do you think about the overall process of these two hypotheticals before we dive into our opinions here yeah i mean it <sighs> I think timeline is something that is really going to factor into what I feel like is the smartest thing for the Titans to do. And you have to look at the finances of both of them. Obviously the rookie quarterback comes with the benefit of being on a rookie deal and, you know, having that flexibility for the next five years does a lot for your cap space and your cap hit moving forward. And Aaron Rodgers brings over a hefty, hefty salary number, uh, specifically in 2025 and 2026, I think mm -hmm. it is, but it's paying him a lot of money in the future. So I think you have to balance the finances. Uh, I think you have to balance the, the timeline it puts you on as a franchise and where you want to be three or four years from now. That's kind of the question that I keep coming back to for what the Titans should do with Ryan Tannehill or with any of the available replacements is, where do you want your franchise to be in three years' time? And how do you set yourself up this offseason yeah. to be in that spot to have the right quarterback and have the right fit uh, when you kind of give Rand more of an opportunity to get a couple of years into his tenure here and start building a roster in his image? Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because I, I don't disagree. It's it's trying to look at the, the future and the immediate and set yourself up the best possible way. But again, like we know who Mike Vrabel is. You've covered Mike Vrabel now for one full season. And we know that guy it was just, you know, wreathing uh, in pain uh, from the seven game losing streak to, to end this past season. I did think it was interesting that stat that came out last week that Mike Vrabel has been the Titans head coach for 82 regular season games. And the Tennessee Titans have been in playoff contention for 100% of those 82 games. And so Mike Vrabel saying, 
well, you know what? Let's just kind of rebuild this thing and not be in contention is something that he probably has zero interest in doing, which I think is why this conversation is real because Mike Vrabel doesn't want to lose. Rand Carthon doesn't want to lose either, but Rand Carthon also has to have the best interest in the long term. And so that's where I want to bring up this hypothetical because we want to ask this question to you guys, but we also want to understand the parameters and the context of what it would mean. Which trade would be better for the Titans? So this isn't a, 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 there is no C answer, neither. There is an A or there is a B. There is no C. So which trade would be better for the Tennessee Titans? Trading up to get the number one overall pick with the Bears ahead of the Texans and also ahead of the Colts for a quarterback like Bryce Young to reset your rookie quarterback salary? Or would it be better for the Titans to continue to go for playoff contention to try to win the AFC South again in 2023 by trading for Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers? That is the question we want to ask. Which would be better for the Tennessee Titans uh, to go after in a hypothetical trade up to number one with the Bears to get a quarterback like Bryce Young or for Aaron Rodgers. And I think there's some interesting parameters we have to put on this, Sam. And we talked about this yesterday on the show. I think you understand and align with this. If you're going to trade up from 11 to 1, the Chicago Bears want and would want a lot in return, and that would probably include Jeffrey Simmons. I think so. And and I think – I think that's pretty much a slam dunk at this point in terms of what they would be asking because 11 to one is not just like a lot of spots to jump for the Titans. It's a lot of spots for the bears to fall. Like you talk about they're in talks with the Texans dropping back to number two overall. They're in discussions with the Colts dropping back to number four overall. And the benefit of making either one of those trades is if you're assuming that both Houston and Indianapolis are going to take a quarterback. You're then sitting at number four with the ability to land either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. And one of those elite defensive talents in this year's draft, while also trading out of the number one pick and getting future assets. So like that is what the Titans are competing with. You, you have to compete with the other teams looking to, go and get that pick. Yeah. So if I'm the bears and I'm looking at dropping down 10 spots, I no longer can get that elite defensive talent that I think can be a cornerstone of my franchise. Well, the Titans have a defensive talent that can be the cornerstone of a franchise that's needing a new deal coming up. And if you're trading up for a rookie quarterback, you might not be looking to pay Jeffrey Simmons, the money that he wants and deserves. So That is a realistic thing that uh, you have to keep in mind when you're factoring in, hey, going up to number one might be a first rounder this year. Jeffrey Simmons may be a first rounder the year after that and some supplemental like fourth, third round picks. Like it's a haul of picks and a star player. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's the parameters we have to set. So let's ask everybody the question and get to, look, a lot of comments have already been flying in. That's fantastic. We'll get to your comments here in a second, who would you rather have? Which trade would be better for the Titans moving up to number one to get a quarterback like Bryce Young uh, that would send Jeffrey Simmons uh, to the Chicago Bears or trading for Aaron Rodgers, which would mean you would keep Jeffrey Simmons, uh, but also have Aaron Rodgers and giving up the number 11 overall pick this year in the draft uh, for that. So Sam, uh, I'm going to send you to the chat here momentarily, but first I'm going to tell everybody, about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, phenomenal. Great. Great for your health coverage. If you need new health coverage because you're probably paying too much for less than coverage uh, as Sam's alarm goes off. Maybe that's his alarm to say, I need to go to fbhp.com slash atoz to get new health coverage because dental, vision, health, they've got you covered. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. And here's the best thing because they've got a lot of great options for the senior citizens in our life, but they also have a lot of fantastic options for the young professionals in our lives, including maybe you guys out there who are trying to figure out how to go about your health coverage 
as you enter into adulthood. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, they want to look out for you and the future generations of Tennesseans by giving you those type of assets and that value there to learn about how to go about your health coverage as an adult. So check out Farm Bureau Health Plans. Go see them. Go inquire about what they could do for you because it's great coverage for a low, fair rate. And you get in early, it's always good with Farm Bureau Health Plans. So check them out at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and I am in love with BetMGM right now. It's just a great time of year to be on a sports book. March Madness. We are uh, approaching March 1st. The countdown has begun, and March Madness is around the corner. BetMGM is the place to be for all of your college basketball over the next month. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before with BetMGM, and you sign up using the code ATOZ Sports to receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. You register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds, specials, and a lot more with BetMGM. At your fingertips, every play and every game mean that much more. Find out why it is the king of sportsbook by sportsbooks by signing up with that code. That's A-T-O-Z sports on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. <clears throat> excuse me, Tuesday. Sam Phelan uh, is in for Zach Bingham today. Uh, yeah, March begins at midnight, everybody. So buckle up uh, for what that has to do. So, Sam, I'm going to send you to the chat here uh, to go uh, over what the comments are saying because we've thrown out this hypothetical, and I think it's a fair conversation. Which trade would be better for the Titans? Moving up to number one to get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, enter whoever you think the best quarterback is uh, in this draft or trading for Aaron Rodgers. I think we've set the parameters that trading up to number one would include sending Jeffrey Simmons to Chicago as well as the 11th overall pick. And that if you trade away uh, that 11th overall pick to Green Bay, you would get Aaron Rodgers and probably have to send next year's first and some other things as well. Uh, but Jeffrey Simmons to Chicago for that top rookie or uh, – Aaron Rodgers coming to Nashville and you can keep Jeffrey Simmons. So uh, Sam, I'll go ahead and send you to the chat uh, to see what the, the people are saying, which trade would be better. And there's a lot of comments. So uh, have fun scrolling through them. Yeah, this will be uh, quite, quite the trip here. Titans Rossi says Rogers. Steven says moving up for the number one pick. Titan up says move up for one. We've got a lot of cheaters here. You Ooh. said don't say neither. Neither was not a choice, but we've got plenty of people saying neither regardless. Yeah, this is an A or B multiple choice question. There is no C. But yeah, I mean, that's the parameters, right? You have to make right. one of these deals. Which one is better for the Titans to make? Uh, we have number one overall pick here. Charles says, Bryce Young, please. He wants Bryce Young. Jeff says, give me Rogers, uh, number one pick. Trading up would be better from Mark D. Pick one from Q Curly. Um, let's see. We've got A from Sam Page. I believe that means trading up for the number one overall pick as yeah, I don't A. Think so. Maurice well, Perry says real, real quick, Young. Sorry, real, real quick. Bork Borkin says it's A or B or C your way out of this conversation. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Jorge <laughs> says Rogers all day. Tiffany says number one pick. Q Curley says Bryce Young. Cindy says get the rookie. Lucas says trade with the Bears. Um, here, this is uh, you want a franchise QB, not a QB in darkness. I think a little play on the uh, Aaron Rodgers darkness. He's retreat. no longer in darkness. Not anymore. Not yeah, he's anymore. Out. He's Which, out. By the way, this might be my hot take, but I don't understand why he's getting made fun of for that. I would do a darkness retreat tomorrow. I think it sounds excellent. Well, no, don't tomorrow. Wait till we get. Sam, I will let you go on a darkness retreat in the month of June. Uh, you, well, what July. you have to do is you have to send me with a camera and we'll do an A to Z sports exclusive. Uh, Titans reporter Sam Phelan does the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. We'll throw Honestly, it up on the A to Z sports YouTube and we can uh, we can document my two day journey of just sitting in darkness. Would we give you a match to like? Yeah, like yeah. To, to use for your your uh your cameos into the camera on like what day, day may, I don't know what time it is, but I'm here. I mean, I think that would be a good exercise because then you could write about it. That'd be some elite content. Yeah. Right. And then, well, how about this? I will, if Aaron Rodgers winds up on the Tennessee Titans, I will do a darkness retreat. 
if Aaron Rodgers winds up on a team that A to Z sports.com is covering, you will do a darkness retreat. That's looking very likely with the rapid expansion of A to Z sports.com. So. <laughs> More on that later. More on that later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, but I, I do think this would be interesting uh, for content. And now we could set this up to where it's timely beneficial for you. We would make sure that you can be safe and obviously, and, may, and maybe, you know, compensate you for your extra time in darkness but maybe that's something we can do in june or early july it'd be a good it'd be a great video that'd be in a that'd be in a must watch video right there yeah not sure anyway. you'd be able to see much but yeah getting back on track yeah big 10 jeff says rogers keep your picks well you're gonna have to give up picks for rogers but probably less picks than going up to number one uh patrick says rogers billy jones says rogers jarrell's taking Rogers, uh, Jerry says Aaron Rodgers win now. Ethan says Aaron Rodgers. Denise says the rookie trade. Go get Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever in the draft. Uh, Rodgers win now at all costs from Mark Gonzalez. Top tier says Rodgers. Uh, let's see. We number one pick from Ronnie. If I had to choose, it would be Rodgers from Devin Mills. So, mm-hmm. little bit of both. Lot yeah. of comments that are. A little difficult to scroll through all these, man. This is yeah. But uh, Austin, I'll go to you. Where are you on this? Either or, it's the number one overall pick, or it's Aaron Rodgers. What is the smarter trade for the Tennessee Titans right now? So, and you know, this is the first time that I've seen Ryan Tannehill's name be involved because this would obviously mean that Ryan Tannehill would be traded as well or flat out cut by the Titans if either of these things happened, which means the Titans would save. What, what is it? Pre-June 1 for Tannehill, you save 17? It's 17. It's but Yeah, it's right and, at 17 million. And, and then, then 27, yeah. right? So you would save, at the very least, $17 million by cutting Ryan Tannehill in either of these situations. And then, if you think about what you would save in trading Jeffrey Simmons to Chicago, his fifth-year option that he's currently set to make right now before any type of extension is just over $10 million. That's 100% on this year's cap. So now you're talking, if you trade or get rid of Tannehill in some capacity, and then also ship Jeffrey Simmons to Chicago, now you're saving at the very least $27 plus million there. And so Sam, I honestly think the better option for the Tennessee Titans is to go with the young guy, trade up to number one, get the rookie quarterback who's going to be relatively cheap over the next four years or relatively cheap for the next three years at minimum, try to completely retool this, rebuild this, reset this, and go see what you can build around the young guy. Because I don't think, and this is maybe a personal opinion on what I believe Aaron Rodgers is as a quarterback right now, is that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP that he was just two seasons ago. This past year, I know he dealt with a thumb injury that, yeah, a thumb injury on your throwing hand is going to you know, not help things, but I, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is worth all that would go into it. And so I, I honestly believe what would be better for the Titans is trading away the 11th overall pick, sending Jeffrey Simmons to Chicago, and going up and getting – Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whoever that might be, as long as it's not Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, because I would go crazy if that happens. But I would be, I would be understanding if it was Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and what that would represent overall. I think that would be better for the Titans rather than going and trading for Aaron Rodgers and seeing what happens. Yeah, um, I'm on the other side of this, and. Okay. and- for starters, I don't love either option. I think the Aaron Rodgers cap hit could be a serious problem, but I think it is more doable than number one overall. I am very, very vehemently, and I have an article about this up on a to z sports.com about why the Titans have no business trading for the number one overall pick. It, it doesn't oh. really make a ton of sense to me in terms of their overall franchise goal. Number one, I don't want to trade Jeffrey Simmons. I have no interest in trading Jeffrey Simmons. You can sign him to a long-term deal, keep him here and build your defense around him. That would be my preferred uh, outcome for the 
Jeffrey Simmons saga. I think he needs to remain a Tennessee Titan for a long period of time. Uh, Number one, I'm not really in love with any quarterback. I don't love Bryce Young. I think he's a bit undersized and and underwhelming to me. I I actually prefer C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young, but I don't think you're chomping at the bit to jump to number one to take a C.J. Stroud or an Anthony Richardson who seems to be flying up these draft boards. So that is questionable to me. I, I think next year's class is significantly better. And if you were talking about a Drake May or a Caleb Williams in this year's class, I think it's a different conversation. Number two, I just think you have too many other holes in the roster to fill to justify giving up the draft capital that it would take to go up to number one. Like you don't have an offensive line. You don't have weapons right now. You can't go grab the rookie quarterback, but then trade all of your draft picks around it to, to not give him a a roster and supplemental roster that will make him successful because I, the Titans current build does not make Bryce young or any other rookie QB successful on their team. In my opinion, Uh, And then the last thing, I I think Rodgers fits into what I said earlier, which is the window of the Titans franchise and where they need to go. I I view them as a team that has a generational running back that is aging. Some aging defensive players like Kevin Byard. uh, You don't have a ton of like a, a super competitive, super young roster right now. So some of the guys that you're hanging your hat on of being contributors, the Nico Autries and the all these guys throughout the roster, you have to capitalize on them now. And I think the Titans need to capitalize on them now because what is the point of bringing in a rookie QB and a, a young core with just occasional guys that are in their prime on a team that's not going to be competitive? Like Aaron Rodgers sets them up more to be all in for the next two to three years. And if it doesn't work, you're in a more ideal spot to tear it all down, have all the cap, have all the draft picks and build yourself back up through the draft in that way. I I think that's a more realistic timeline for the franchise. Okay. Look, and I get that. And and look, Sam, I think it's fair for you to say that you're not like exactly excited about either of these hypotheticals. I'm not either, but in playing the game that we're playing, it's which is better. And I think trading up, and resetting with a rookie quarterback contract and understanding that Jeffrey Simmons would have to be involved in that. I love Jeffrey Simmons. I think he is an absolute freak of nature. I think he's a beast. I think he's worth every penny that the Titans should pay him this offseason in a contract extension. But there's an opportunity that could present itself where the Titans can and Rand Carthon could get a clean slate. And getting a clean slate, now an aggressive way to get a clean slate slate is by trading up for a number one overall pick because that is, you know, putting your neck out there a little bit and trading away an asset like Jeffrey Simmons. But you're saving a lot of money by, you know, moving on from Tannehill in both these situations. And you're also saving money from not having to pay Jeff. And so you bring up the great solid valid point of, You don't have anybody around Bryce Young right now to help him. That is true. There is no offensive line. But now you've at least, in my scenario, you've got $27 extra dollars at minimum of cap space to go build that offensive line via veterans and free agency and players that have played in the league before at O-line around Bryce Young to help him get started. Where with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to have you go through this here in a second, with Aaron Rodgers, you still don't have an offensive line. He's expensive, and you're trading away the 11th overall draft pick. Like, How are you going to build the offensive line around Aaron Rodgers, who is 40 years old and can't move like he used to, and then Bones uh, can't hold up like a younger player? So I want to get uh, to that in a second, and I'll let you uh, uh, respond to that. But I do want to ask you if you can help us out here because I know you've done some of this research. And – what would Aaron Rodgers cost the Titans on the cap and with a trade? I'll give you time to pull up your research uh, here now, but what would Aaron Rodgers cost the Titans in a trade when it comes to what his money would be on the salary cap uh, this year and then what it would be down the road? So I'll let you pull up your research on that. But first, let me tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go check them out and make them 
a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or once again at their website, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They've got great vehicles, great models there, uh, and great technology with the Hyundai brand and for a fantastic price because it's in Lebanon, which means you don't have to pay those downtown Nashville prices on your next car. So go see our guy Payne Bone and the team that he's built out there in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai to find your next ride. There's no pressure. They've got great sales staff that's there uh, on site there and great inventory for you to look at. Test drive. You can test drive it for 24 hours or you can take it home, see how it feels, see how it feels the next morning when you wake up and see it uh, out by your house and say, hey, that's what it might look like if I go with this car. But check them out. Go see our guy, Payne Bone. Tell him A to Z Sports sent you and he'll help you out even more with Wilson County Hyundai. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and you can enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up with the code ATOZ Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. With BetMGM, every game, every play, every day means that much more. So make sure you're signing up and using that code. It's ATOZ Sports on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app to find out why they are the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject to qualifications, eligible requirements. First online real money wager only rewards issued as knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. And for public game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, I asked you to to pull up your research because I know you did this project uh, a a week or so maybe ago. Uh, But how much would Aaron Rodgers cost the Titans in salary cap and dollars uh, if the Titans were to trade for the Green Bay Packers uh, quarterback and former MVP? Well, for starters, Aaron Rodgers' contract is like the most complicated contract I've ever <laughs> laid my eyes on. Like, I, I normally when I head to over the cap and spotrack.com, like, I, I have a, a pretty good idea of what I'm looking at here. And I just sat like looking at the, it's like, where is that cash number coming from? I'm trying to crunch numbers. And I think uh, Evan Winter and I finally got to the bottom of it, yeah. uh, which was uh, Evan was a huge help in trying to make sense of what some of these options mean. But essentially uh, the Titans in 2023 would actually owe Rogers a very realistic number. I have it here um, sitting right about $16 million. Uh, they would be actually overall would save about a a million dollars or so by cutting Tannehill and bringing in Aaron Rodgers. That's the immediate number. So this this year year. it's not bad. This year it's not bad. Next year it's not even bad. It's right around $32 million in 2024, which, you know, a lot of money that you owe him, but for an elite franchise quarterback is probably pretty much market value. What's well, less he, than what Tannehill would owe you this year, right? You're talking about Rodgers in, in 2024 being less than what Tannehill would be in 2023. Yeah, well, the, so the issue with the Aaron Rodgers contract comes in 2025 and 2026, okay. Because uh, Rodgers has options into his contract now that basically get picked up every year he's on the team and turn it into a signing bonus where you would owe him uh, somewhere around $52 million in 2025 and about $45 million in 2026 of fully guaranteed money. That money would be, you'd be on the hook for it as an option, like paid out to him already just by keeping him for the next two years. So who knows if he's going to play that long, you still have to pay him. Uh, And I think that's the, or at least part of that, if he were to just choose to retire, but you're, you start looking at, you know, paying a 40 something Aaron Rodgers, $50 million in 2025, which is a problem, but. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that you know you have to think about because if it's going to count on your cap regardless, and who knows when it comes to the the, the trade scenarios with what the Packers – because the Packers are also in a spot where they need to move on from Aaron Rodgers too. And so what type of contractual negotiation can you make with the Packers in this trade to say, hey, how can we make 2025 and 2026 feel better? Here And could that be a part of the trade where 
the Packers say, we'll, you know, be on the hook for part of this 2025, you know, number because the Packers are in a spot where Jordan loves going into what year three. And, uh, and they've got a four. Is it really? If I'm not mistaken, this is year four for Jordan Love. I believe no, 2021 draft. So 21 season, 22 season. So this will be year three for Jordan Love because they drafted him in the in the first round of 2021. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. So so year three of Jordan Love, which means the Packers have to make their decision on Jordan Love's fifth year option after this upcoming season. And so they need Jordan Love to play this year. And so they need Aaron Rodgers to go somewhere else. And they have to be able, like, I think, you know, it, it's tough. And so it is, I, this is your, th- this is going to be your four for Jordan Love. Are you he was sure? The 20, he was, I just looked at it. He was the 2020 draft, which is why, because Austin, I took this point with, with Green Bay during the season was, I, I thought it was a, an issue that they didn't play Jordan Love sooner. Like they were That's four and eight. That, yeah, you're right. It is, it was the 2020 draft because the Titans wanted to trade out of 29 and Jordan love and the Packers screwed them early. And that's Which, why they stuck and picked Isaiah Wilson. I mean, it, but it's just inconceivable that a, a, a team could draft a quarterback in the first round and not give him a chance to play for four years and then have to make a decision on his fifth year option. I mean, that's insane. And like it, Jordan love, oh, by the way, deserves a chance to play and to prove himself for sitting for three years. Um, but also like the Packers need to know what they have. And I think they made a big mistake not playing Jordan Love sooner when they were sitting at four and eight. And yeah, they ended up almost making the playoffs, but their realistic Super Bowl like odds were very, very low. And you could have given Jordan Love five games as being your starter to assess him and see, hey, are we good with rolling with this guy next year as our starting quarterback? But now you just kind of don't know. And it's all a mystery. And you have to make a tough decision about Aaron Rodgers not knowing what the guy behind him has. Yeah, so, and, and so now the Packers have to decide on Jordan Love's fifth-year option May 1st. And, so in, and he hasn't months, played. <laughs> and he hasn't played that much. He played a couple little spots here and there. He threw a nice touchdown pass to Christian Watson in primetime. Uh, but other than that, he has not played all that much. And that fifth-year option is, at the very least, going to be 20 point. Two seven million dollars, and so that you know that's that's a lot of money to commit to a guy in two years from now that you've never really seen as the guy. And so you know, Malachi says, uh, you know, the Packers screwed Jordan Love's career. Well, and I think they've put themselves in a bad spot um, when they made that draft pick a few years ago, and that ruined some Aaron Rodgers relationships, and also has put them in a tough spot this year with their quarterback situation. So I I do think it's interesting. The Packers are going to have to make a decision. And so maybe just maybe a team trading for Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of extra leverage in knowing the Packers have to get out from under that and, and being able to play with those 2025 and 26 numbers for, for Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, One last thing I want to get to real quick, because I think this is a point I wanted to circle back on from something you said earlier. Uh, you mentioned the clean slate uh, and how you can have a new GM come in and they obviously want a clean slate and trading for the top pick in the draft, trading for uh, a quarterback does that. I think my reason for, you know, that I could get behind an Aaron Rodgers trade. I wouldn't love it, but I could get behind it. It's because I do think it is very easy in the NFL when you have talent to wipe it clean. I I think you can do it rather quickly of if you go get Aaron and it's not working, he isn't that MVP quarterback anymore. You're stuck in the same spot and you have this realization of, okay, we need to get younger and reset it. You have guys and pieces to move and money you can clear and you can go and, you know, go get the pick then I think it's very quick to wipe the slate clean and have a blank canvas. But what I don't want the Titans to do is draft Bryce Young, draft CJ Stroud, draft Anthony Richardson, whoever it is at the top of the draft, not supplement the roster around them. Mm -hmm. Like 
how it needs to be to be a competitive team. And then by the time you build the team around them, you're coming up on needing to pay a quarterback contract. You need to pay out that rookie quarterback. And then you're in a tough spot. Like you want to take advantage of those rookie contract years. So I think you have to get yourself into a spot where you're either where the bears are, which is bad and as young and inexperienced as possible to cheap. grow with your quarterback and cheap, right. right? Yeah. Or a really, really, really competitive roster that's just the quarterback away that you can then plug a young quarterback into and succeed, which is what Kansas City did with Patrick Mahomes. The so, Eagles, like, right? The, the Eagles, because the right. Eagles used Jalen Hurts in the second round. I think you know, right. one. And thing now you're we- on a, a a cheap quarterback contract uh, for a pretty good quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a, a I think turning into a really good quarterback after what he did in the Super Bowl. But the Eagles have managed to take that and, and put a great roster around him and succeed. And then you have the other option of the Jaguars or the Bears who have gone for the, hey, let's just be really bad, get the quarterback, get really young, and then have it all grow together. But if you get in that middle, like in between range, you end up with, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals where they had to pay the quarterback and then the rest of the roster wasn't good enough anymore. And now you're just in purgatory and trapped. Like it's a hard spot to be in. And if you're not careful moving on a quarterback this year for the, with the number one overall pick might put the Titans in danger. Yeah. To do and that. Something I want to research more on. Cause I don't really remember off the top of my head of how it all came together so beautifully, but however the Cincinnati Bengals did this. Yeah. Do that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same thing you're talking about is they've got a legitimately good roster and then they have Joe Burrow to go along with it and weapons around him. And Joe Burrow has been cheap about to be very rich and about to be very expensive. Uh, but you know, and now they're the, the Bengals are approaching that situation of having to make tough decisions with good players like a T Higgins, but they were able to at least get to the super bowl uh, with Burrow in, on a cheap deal. So you know, I think, Looking, I want to go do my own independent like uh, recollection and research on how that all kind of came into place. And I know Burrow getting hurt his rookie year helps too because then they got Jamar Chase at the fifth overall pick. But you know how they still had a legitimate roster and had the number one overall pick with Joe Burrow because they were competitive uh, real quickly in year two after sucking the year before. So again, it's interesting that we can kind of table and and do some more looking at uh, for how the Bengals put that together. Uh, Jeff says, Austin, so you want, uh, you want to, how the Titans do that? They start Malik Willis this year. I mean, maybe, but you know, I don't think think that brings you back to the Mike Vrabel point though. If, if the Titans don't assess Malik Willis as a, a future starting quarterback for them and they don't believe they can be competitive with him, how inclined is Mike Vrabel to, uh, waste a year if that's how he views it i mean i mean maybe the development of malik willis is the path the titans take this year and and he ends up being your guy that is still on the table but uh you just wonder where mike vrabel and Rand carthon are especially a new general manager that would be starting a young quarterback that he did not draft so uh question marks there Uh, robert asks isn't the research having an elite quarterback no i'm more thinking about how the Bengals were able to have the defense, the defensive roster they had put together when they got Burrow and Chase and Joe Mixon and Higgins and everybody else. So we'll talk about that later on. But Sam, you broke some news yesterday uh, at a to zsports.com regarding a Titans coaching change. They had some you know interesting timing around it. Uh, we'll ask this question uh, now to the chat. Luke Steckel is leaving the Titans after his role was shifted this off season, is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Uh, and here, here's the report uh, from Sam yesterday. The Titans assistant coach Luke Steckel is preparing to leave the team for a position with the Chicago Bears, according to multiple sources that A to Z put together, uh, that Luke Steckel had been a part of this franchise for nearly 10 seasons and graduated up a last couple of years as tight ends coach, uh, but was moved – um, to an analyst role uh, and not uh, looked at or considered for the offensive coordinator job. So big deal, small deal, or no deal. And we'll get to your answers. And then Sam and I will, will give our opinions as well. Um, and so, uh, but first tell us all about Hughes and Coleman. 
Hughes and Coleman. Let me find the uh, the uh, layover here. There it is. Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And for good reason, if you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for your free case consultation. Their phone number is as easy as it gets. That's 800-800-4600. They have the resources to go and fight those big insurance companies for you to get every dollar you deserve from your injury in a car wreck. Hughes and Coleman has recovered over $1 billion. That's billion with a B for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So go get that free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, BetMGM current users, take advantage of the NHL One Game Parlay insurance feature by opting into it in your BetMGM app. That means you get up to $25 back in bonus bets if your four game uh, your one game parlay in the NHL of four legs or more falls just one leg short so check that out in your bet MGM app uh, today so Sam I'll let you set the table on this because we're asking Luke Steckel going to uh, the Bears and leaving the Titans big deal small deal or no deal I see like John says no deal by Felicia Mark D says no deal top tier says zero deal um, I see no deal a lot of no deals. Uh, Orlando, no deal. He will let Swain go out there on the field. Nick says, who? No deal. Uh, Ronnie says, no deal. This mood was weird at AF. And then Mr. Jones says, who? So I'll let you kind of go through your report and then um, everything about uh, this situation and then see if that changes anybody's answer. Yeah. Well, Luke Steckel, uh, for those of you who are asking who has been with the Titans for a decade, he came on staff in 2013 has kind of uh, slowly worked his way up, done good work. His family has ties to the organization. His father, Les, was the offensive coordinator for the Titans during their Super Bowl run in that 1999 season. And Luke uh, came along, very smart guy, Princeton graduate, Brentwood High School alumni. He's from, like, grew up in the area. So the Titans mean a lot to him. And, and he's been here for, for quite, well, quite a while now, 10 years working his way up. He was an offensive assistant for a while. And then... The last two years, he has been the tight ends coach, as many of you probably know. Uh, but this year, Austin, I think he did a really good job with the Titans tight ends because Chick Conquo uh, really came into his own in the NFL after being, you know, a later round pick, uh, you know, came in big play threat. I think it was something like 15 to 17 like yards per catch this year. Mm-hmm. Him and Austin Hooper, excellent on third down, picked up a lot of first downs, really two of the more reliable receiving targets for Ryan Tannehill on the season and, you know, a lot of growth for Chig early on. So that is a testament to Luke Steckel and his coaching. And you have to keep in mind the tight end coach position. What does that mean for the Tennessee Titans? Well, that is what Todd Downing was before he got promoted to offensive coordinator. That is what Arthur Smith was before he got promoted to offensive coordinator. That role then goes to Luke Steckel, who does a nice job. The Titans are looking for an offensive coordinator He is not a reported candidate for the role or somebody that was considered. Instead, Mike Vrabel goes with Tim Kelly, somebody he has a history with from Houston. Uh, And not only that, Luke Steckel gets moved out of his role as the tight ends coach and gets put as a run game analyst was the title given to him. So who knows what that role was? Is it a promotion? Is it a demotion? Is it a lateral move? It's a new position that the Titans kind of, made up this year for Luke Steckel to be a part of while they moved Tony Deuce to tight ends coach and, and shuffled some pieces around. And then you get word uh, A to Z sports sources uh, that Luke Steckel is moving away from the team after over a decade with the team after the, he re after Mike Vrabel reshuffles the deck here, he goes to Chicago with Matt Eberflus, who he has a history with to be an assistant on the offensive line. And, work with the bears at potentially that next opportunity. So why might it be a big deal or a small deal? Or I guess if you still believe it's no deal, well, because Luke Steckel is not a Mike Vrabel guy. He's not somebody that Mike Vrabel hired. He's not somebody Mike Vrabel has a history with other than being here when Mike Vrabel was also hired here. So when you look at how Mike Vrabel is promoting from within the guys that he's targeting for some of these hires and the guys that earn promotions, he has tended to favor guys that he has had a history with Luke Steckel, not being one of those guys now 
pursuing another opportunity. So what does it say about the state of the Titans coaching carousel within their own organization? Um, and does that matter moving forward? Fair enough? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, I think it's a small deal because he's, a, he's an assistant coach, which I don't think there's ever really an opportunity where an, an assistant coach leaving uh, is a big deal. But I think it's a small deal, but I do think there is potential that the idea behind how it all happened could snowball into a big deal because it does seem like Mike Vrabel wants to go with guys that he knows and that he has history with. And I, and again, I don't think Luke Steckle not getting the OC job is why this happened. I think it's more about the entirety of the situation. And so I say it's a small deal because Luke Steckle, um, is a legitimately good coach at 37 years old, has a lot of experience and is doing good things and did a lot of great things uh, with the Titans. But the, the Los Angeles chargers, probably the most highly thought of offensive coordinator job, like on the market this off season, made a call to Luke Steckel wanting to interview him. Like he, he is pretty widely respected as somebody who has the chops to be an OC one day. Um, and as an up and comer in the coaching world. So like, yeah, he's a good coach by all means. And he did a lot of good stuff with the tight ends. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a lot more to this story that we don't really know. Um, and I don't know if we're going to know, but I think this is a small deal, but I do feel like there is some potential that it could um, turn into a, a, a bigger situation. That's how I answer it. Yeah, I have it as a small deal too. Look, at the end of the day, like I give Mike Vrabel the benefit of the doubt at all times because he has proven uh, to be one of the elite head coaches in the National Football League. Uh, I believe that regardless of what last year's record says, I believe Mike Vrabel had that team in playoff contention for, like you said, Austin, 82 games of coaching the Tennessee Titans. They've been in playoff contention for all of them. I give Mike Vrabel the benefit of the doubt. So, uh I, I'm not going to make this a big deal or whatever, but yeah, I do think it kind of matters to one, lose a coach that you feel like has uh, been with your organization through a lot uh, and has also brought a lot to your organization over the years. Uh, but two, hopefully avoiding the snowballing into a trend where good coaches that aren't uh, don't have roots in the Vrabel tree end up not being a part of this team. The, that, that's the best way I could put it is I, I like when you said it could snowball into something bigger for now. Like I said, Mike Vrabel gets the benefit of the doubt in basically all scenarios for me where I believe he knows what he's doing. I believe he has got good command of his staff. And uh, that's about that, that, that much I give him credit for. But uh, I also do think you can't overlook like Luke Steckel, I think was a good head coach or a good assistant coach rather. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday, which means it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. So, Sam, I am the question master oh. uh, today. So, we got five questions. We need to go at least four and one here uh, on the show. But I will uh, We'll get to those five questions. We're, we only have one rule. That's no Googling. But Tuesday Sports Trivia coming up here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys, about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to know who to trust, got to know where to go, and that is in Franklin. They do everything under one roof instead of send you to different places like the imaging center, a surgery center, the rehab facility, all over town. No, Bone & Joint, one place. One place to go from the start to the end of your recovery process to make it easy for you, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before with BetMGM. Sign up using code ATOZ Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't hit. When you register with BetMGM, you get everything from parlay selection features to live betting options, player props, daily odds boost, and a lot more. With BetMGM at your fingertips, every game, every play means that much more. So find out why they are the king of sportsbooks. Sign up. That's code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and betmgm.com.
All right, Tuesday sports trivia, five questions. Sam, we're in a tough spot here because um, our goal was to go over 69% out of 100 questions. Uh, we only have three weeks left, so 15 questions. Okay. Uh, and yes, we know uh, Marcus Mariota was cut by the Falcons, uh, and that will not be a part of trivia. So that means if we want to go over 69. Reunion. This is a quarterback. This yeah. is a quarterback show this yeah. morning. Marcus Mariota reunion. If we want to get over 69 correct, <laughs> we have to go and get 12 out of the 15 here. So that means we have to average four and one, four and one, four and one. We got that. You think we got that? Yes. Right. So we might get five today. I'm feeling hot. Okay. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes because I've got five questions and again I'm not usually the question master and so Sam I'll send you um, to the chat and Nate says bring back ten questions Austin no Nate I'm sorry we don't Zach and I and Sam we don't have time to find ten questions uh, every week or nor I'm, do we have I'm I'm in for ten questions I want that on record I, I'm uh, in for, I, I yeah the time thing but uh, Sam can never turn down bonus trivia yeah. that's a that's a win for me. All right, question number one. No Googling, no Googling, no Googling. Have to get that out there. What Chicago Bears running back was known as the Galloping Ghost? Uh, do you know this off the top of your head? Oh, goodness. No, it, which is okay. embarrassing. Because well, I do have... Uh, I, have a, I have a guess, but I don't want to say it because I'm afraid it'll be... All right, so the options are, and I think we can eliminate a couple of these. Jim Brown, Walter Payton... Gail Sayers, okay. Harold Grange. I think it's it's Gail Sayers. I mean, I was pretty Gail pretty... Sayers with a Kansas Comet. Well, well, the Galloping Ghost. I mean, I think that's Harold Grange. I think it is. I mean, Gail Sayers. It's not, it's not Kansas... Walter Payton. It's not. It's it, not. It, yeah, that was that's sweetness. And Gail Sayers was the Kansas. All right. Comet. Well, then, then we yeah we narrowed it down. Then it's Harold Grange. I don't even know who that is, but Red. Oh, that makes more right. sense. So, can I? I'm trying to click it. Okay, it's not letting me click. All right, I don't know why that's not. Final A to Z. Oh, to okay, never mind. I got a different thing. All right, so uh, final A to Z, Harold Grange. Okay, I'll come back to the answers afterwards. What pitcher? Actually, no. I, I say that we got that right. By the way, so we so we're one and zero. Harold oh, Harold Grange was the galloping ghost, also known as Red Grange. Uh, there. All right, number two. This is also could be up your alley. What pitcher holds the record for most complete games in a major league baseball career? What pitcher holds the record for most complete games in a major league baseball career? The options. Wait, can I, is it all modern era? Cy Young. Okay. So no. Okay. Don Sutton. Roy Halladay. Nolan Ryan. What pitcher holds the record for most complete games in a major league baseball career? Cy Young, Don Sutton, Roy Holiday, or Nolan Ryan? Well, it's either Nolan Ryan or Cy Young. Yeah. I was, my gut was telling me Nolan Ryan before you read the question. That's why I was asking if it was modern era. But back in the Cy Young days, man, they used to just like, you said a career. I think he had a short career. Yeah. Cy Young did. Most complete games and in a major Nolan Ryan. I, I'd rather go with Nolan Ryan because he went, he pitched for 25 years, whatever it was. So, so do we want to go with Nolan Ryan? Um, I mean, the chats between the two of them, I'm with the chat. Like, I think it's kind of split because Cy Young, like, I just know they used to throw 500 innings back in his day, which was like per year they were throwing 500 innings. So, um, let's Nolan go with Ryan. Nolan Ryan, okay. final A to Z. All right, Nolan Ryan is the answer. <clears throat> we missed that one. So the answer is the answer is Cy Young. Yeah. 749 complete games. That over- telling you, man, they used to you look at those numbers, it's just unbelievable. They were throwing like it, they were making 50 starts. Like guys are going like they're 36 and four, throwing 500 innings, just numbers that aren't even yeah. conceivable today. Well, Cy Young pitched for 22 careers, uh, 22 years. I didn't realize that. Okay, this is interesting. What coach came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup final? What what coach came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup final? Was it Wayne Gretzky, Dick Irvin, Toe Blake, 
or Lester Patrick? I don't have a clue. Coach who came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup final. Gretzky, Dick Irvin, Toe Blake, Lester Patrick. I'm with Bork. I go with Mike Vrabel, linebacker for the Titans next year. Let's do that. Right. I I don't have a clue. I mean, I I don't – I'm not a big hockey guy. Um, I don't know. Is this an emergency goalie or just somebody that was, like, legitimately a skater? So – um, I, I'll def- like defer to the chat here and see what it's not Wayne Gretzky, not Gretzky. Okay. So we can learn. Yeah. I don't think it's Gretzky. Brad says Lester Patrick. Blake is my guest. Toe blank. Lester is a crazy name. I don't think the chat knows either. Um, Do we go Lester Patrick? Read, read them all one more time, and we'll we'll Wayne Gretzky, Dick Irvin, Toe Blake, Lester Patrick. Let's go with let's go with Toe Blake. I think Lester Patrick is the one to go to. All right. Well, I'll trust you. We'll go with right, that. Lester Patrick. I, I like Toe Blake, but we'll go with Lester Patrick. Final. Lester Patrick is the answer and correct. Uh, 44-year-old coach, coach came off the bench and played goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup final. All right. It was uh, emergency yeah, goalie. There we go. The 1928 uh, Stanley Cup finals okay. when the Rangers beat the Montreal Marines. Where are you finding your questions from that we're on 1928 NHL. It's called it's called usefultrivia.com. So it's not useful. I don't know, maybe. I mean, so we are two and one. All right. Hmm. 1928 NHL. I think I think we can get this one. Who was the only person in NBA history to be named League MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year? Only person in NBA history to be named MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year. The options, Bill Russell, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. So Phil Jackson did not win an MVP. Larry Bird. I think it's uh, Michael Jordan was not a coach. Yeah, he was. A coach? I think Bird coached. No, no, Chaser. Michael Jordan was on a coach. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so I thought you said Bird. Uh, Michael Jordan was on a coach, so I think we can eliminate. Phil I think it's and Larry Bird. I think he's I the think, only he's the only one on there that I know won an MVP and did both of the other two things. I think I also think it's Larry Bird. Are we going with Larry Bird? Yes, final A to Z. Boom, got it right. Larry Bird uh, was the head coach of the Pacers um, from '97 to 2000 and then was in the president of basketball operations for the Pacers in 03. So, all right, so we are now three and one. So we've got one more question left. Let's see if I can find an, a question that I think is legitimate for um, – Shout out this. to Indiana State. Yeah. Sycamores. You, you big, you're not – how many schools do you like now? No, I don't like Indiana State. I'm oh, just shouting them out. Okay. Yeah, they're in the Valley. That Valley runs deep, by the way. All right, shout out Bradley Braves from the Valley, my <laughs> former school. They won the Missouri Valley title uh, on Sunday. So love that for the guys. The Civic yeah. Center, the Carver Arena was was rocking. Okay, I'm trying to find the, the, a good question to end on. It, I, this, one's, this one's interesting. Who was the first NFL running back to finish the season with 10 or more carries and gain negative yards. I think I know this. Who is the first NFL running back to finish the season with 10 or more carries, but gain negative yards? The Jordan Howard. The options are Blair Thomas, Darren McFadden, Reggie Bush, Kinjata Carter. So three pretty legit names. Well, say him one more time. First NFL running back to finish the season with 10 or more carries and gain negative yards. Blair Thomas, Darren McFadden, Reggie Bush, or Kenjata Carter. So three really high draft picks, and I don't know who Blair Thomas is. I think it's Reggie Bush. 
That was my first instinct too, because if you're doing 10 carries with negative yards, you have to be a little bit more of a gadget type of deal. Yeah. Like you have King to be, John. you have to lose a lot of yards. So yeah, but Kinjala Carter and Darren McFadden had injuries that could have set up like that. But I think it's Reggie Bush. When though? I mean, I don't know. You want to find out? I mean, Reggie Bush was like, I may, unless it was with Detroit, like he was good with the Lions, had a thousand yard season with the Lions at one point. Are we going Reggie Bush? Yeah, why not? Reggie right. Bush. That was my gut. That was your gut. Let's roll with it. Reggie Bush with the Buffalo Bills, 12 carries for minus three yards in 2016. Well, that makes a lot of sense because I didn't know Reggie Bush played for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so I think that kind of, that did not come to mind at all for me. Dang, 12 carries for minus three yards in 2016. All right. So, hey, guess what? We went four and one. That's all we were here to do was to get to four and one, and we got it. So that's a big deal for survive in advance, survive in advance. That's the name of the game in March here. We got two more weeks left of needing eight, right? So keeping ourselves alive. That's all we can really ask for. That means we are now at 68. This is where I come down to with our, he played for the bills. Exactly. Right. Like I don't remember him with the bills. Yeah. But probably because he had negative, negative three yards or whatever. So. There we go. And where's our non-sports question for those asking? Look, I, I, I'm not an experienced question master, so I don't have all the different uh, corners of the internet that Zach has for that. But that'll wrap it up uh, for us here live on this Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on a Wednesday morning and Buck Rising live tonight from the NFL Combine at 7 p.m. Central. So A to Z Sports Primetime at 7 p.m. Central. Make sure you give the show a like before you go. Hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Like us on uh, on Facebook and follow us there. But make sure you like this video before you head out. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Appreciate it as always.